Hey, Real Nerds listeners, there's many ways you can interact with the Real Nerds podcast. You can email us at realnerds at gmail.com. You can hit us on Twitter at Real Nerds. You want to check us on Facebook? You can. Just look for Real Nerds Podcast. You want to leave us a voicemail? Just call 720-6NERDS5. You want to listen to our episodes? You can check us out on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Camera, action! Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can... Doesn't talk to film! I'm sorry. Take it outside. Well, a real nerd knows who shot a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd look at all the dots. Lights, camera, action. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast. We are the best movie podcast on the internet. Hands down, if you've just found us, there's no need to search any further. You have found it. You have found the Holy Grail. You have found the the uh, modest uh, carpenter's cup at the end of the crusade. And you have found the best movie podcast on the internet. You have chosen wisely. (laughs) Any uh, any 1989 uh, Indiana Jones Last Crusade fans out there? Hey, hey, anyone else 40 years old here? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> Any else old as fuck like we are? <laughs> Every week we see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week we saw Madam Web. Do we get tangled in its intricate story and inspiring character development? Or do we not like it? Stay tuned, where we will recommend the film or not, play the trailer, and then spoil it. We also have the big movie news of the week and things we watched throughout the week. And that's what we do. That's and right. we do it the best. Out of everybody. Everybody. Don't don't even look for your Leonard Maltons and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> Take that's that. That's not cool. I like Leonard Malton. I know. He's the Disney archivist. <laughs> I know. He, he, he's like, he seems like a genuinely nice person. <laughs> I listen to his own podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have, there's more than one podcast we listen to. It's hard when you're making podcasts to listen to other podcasts, but that's, that's one that I do have in there for those long drives. Yeah. I listen to the Conan O'Brien one. It uh, always makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, I got this week, Brad, I cut the cable cord. Oh, <gasps> Ryan, where will you get your sports? (laughs) So funny story. Um, the, like, because my thing is through Xfinity and this is no joke, Brad, in the last four months, my bill went from 170 to 190. And then last like two, three days ago, it was $217. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, the Rockies, TV station doesn't exist anymore because when Warner Brothers and Discovery merged, the Discovery got rid of all the regional sports channels. Um, the Avalanche and the Nuggets haven't been on Comcast in four years, but I still have to pay for the sports. Um, what do you call it? Like <clears throat> regional broadcasting rights or something. 
So that made it go up. So I went to the Xfinity store, nice guy there. And I told him that I really get it for the sports and that it's so expensive. And I'm trying to find an alternative. And the dude at Xfinity, I won't say his name because this is what he told me. He says, dude, just, just cancel. So, <laughs> um, uh, so I did. And then I found that I can get Hulu live TV with, uh, Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, Hulu with no ads, and uh, ESPN and the History Channel and the channel, really the only like five channels I watch on TV anyways, um, for $75 a month. And my internet is 110 so I'm saving like $40 a month, um, which, you know, spread out over a year is, you know, almost $500, so... Um, yeah, but another caveat to this is I signed up for Disney Plus in its beta launch, and I have what they call the Disney Plus Legacy Bundle. Oh, the lifetime rate? Yeah. Uh, no, it still went up, but you can't bundle the no ads uh, Disney Plus with it anymore at that price. So mine's like sixteen ninety nine. I think everybody else to pay like $24. Um, but when I did that, so because I have to get Hulu Live TV, so I'm following the instructions on Disney Plus because I bought it through my Disney um, profile. I had to cancel it and then go back into Hulu and re-sign up. So because it's that part's controlled by Hulu, even though it's Disney, it's a really big pain in the ass. So I canceled it and then I go into log into Hulu and it won't let me get Hulu Live TV until this billing cycle ends because I've already paid for it and they don't issue refunds. So I can't get uh, my live TV until uh, next month. Oh no, you're going to miss the championship. No, you're (laughs) you're fine. Nothing's going on, right? Absolutely nothing. So I I think I picked the right month. Yeah. Wow. That's so convoluted. Um, I know. It doesn't seem that necessary, but it's whatever. I mean, on the plus side, yeah, like, Cable gone, good. A lot of channels you will never ever drop in on for yeah. two hundred dollars. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just, and then like continuously going up. And if it was, you know, it went up because as a new year, whatever. You know, I expect it because everything's expensive now. But it literally has gone up forty or fifty dollars in the last six months, and that's just ridiculous. And what are you getting more out of it? Like nothing. Yeah. Exactly, I'm losing stuff. Yeah, so Channel, channels are dropping off, and yeah, who's who's at Comcast going like, you know, what would help retain customers? Raising our prices. <laughs> and obviously, that dude at Xfinity store, he's you know, he's probably sees it every day. He's like, dude, just cancel. I'm telling you right now, it's not <laughs> you're probably like the fifth person you, who came in that day who just like yeah. threw a fit and yeah, he's like, and it wasn't- I give up. Because usually when I go in there, like when they used to raise the prices, I say, man, I just don't, I don't know, I don't want to spend this much. And then they repackage my deal. And the dude couldn't find, if I repackage my deal, it actually would have cost me more money. And it doesn't make any sense at all. Because I am in all these like legacy things because I've had them for so long. But And you'd also think that maybe because I have had Comcast for 20 something years. They'd go, you know what? 
we're going to give this guy like a $30 a month discount or something. Nope. <laughs> they don't care. No, so, they don't. Yep. Lousy Xfinity. Well, good news. Welcome yeah. to the club. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually, I don't even really miss it right now. So, um, cause I still have all my movies and I have, you know, I still have Hulu and ESPN and Prime, which now I have to pay to get no ads on. Um, <laughs> uh, um, anywho, uh, this week we saw Madden Webb. Brad, how much did you love this movie? Uh, this might be my favorite movie of the year. Uh, oh, dude, you too? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I could tell from the trailer that this, it was it was kind of like going in wondering like how much of a, of a fun dumpster dumpster fire am I going to get? Um, and wow, it's like, I mean, it's not like horribly made. Uh, it's it's competently made, but like, there's a lot of creative choices that are just like, you know, this is 2024, right? And we've had like <laughs> over a dozen Marvel movies, and yeah, like the end sequence is almost like out of a 1990s Fantastic Four movie. It felt like it's a Looney Tunes movie. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing here? Like, Sony needs to like, why are they? Why are they making Spider-Man movies? Like, they clearly have no passion for it. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I I'm a hundred percent in the same boat. As, as I was watching it, I felt there was no life in the movie. You know, it was it didn't have energy at all. Yeah. Um. And then there's some really stupid character choices. Uh, uh, you know, even Morbius wasn't this bad. At least in, in Morbius, I mean, this is stupid, but, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> and um, it's, I, I don't know. When I saw the trailer, I, I go, ooh. But, you know, I always think maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they just didn't sell it the right way. And I don't think they could have sold it. So um, uh, here's the trailer. For Madam Webb. Hey, come on. Get your stuff. Let's go. <gasps> Let's try that again. A week ago, I spent my life racing against time. I'm gonna help you out today, okay? Trying to save people who were running out of it. Jackie! Until one moment changed everything. Come on! Welcome back to Volhand the Living. I don't understand what's happening. I've been having visions. I knew he was gonna die. I think I'm seeing the future. New York City is a whole new level of crazy these days. What do you want from me? What do you want? New York City is a whole new level of crazy these days. This is an emergency. Get off the train. That man's trying to kill you. What? Who are you? What is going on? I can see the future. Oh, what the hell? She didn't see that coming? That's <laughs> not how it works. 
I've seen that man before. So who is he? Ezekiel Sims. He was in the Amazon with my mom when she was researching spiders right before she died. Wait, I recognize you. You live in my building. You're the paramedic. Yeah, you almost ran me over. You don't think this is weird? How we're all connected? It's honestly like the least weird thing that's happened all day. What do you want from me? You have no idea what those girls have come. Why don't you want from me? I think he can see into the future. Why do you want from me? He's trying to change what happens. Julia, get down! Your future was almost so different. If you want to live, you have to trust me. Get ready. Now! You're showing off. Maybe a little. Madam Webb stars Dakota Johnson as Cassandra Webb, clever, and um, she is a paramedic in New York in 2003. Um, and, you know, they really need to tie this to the Spider-Man universe. So her partner is Ben Parker, who's Uncle Ben. <laughs> I never knew he was a paramedic, but, you know. Which I'd I even just... I'd even pick up on until I read a review. <laughs> like I didn't get it oh, really? from the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Like I did not, did not make that connection that, yeah. And then they kept related. on teasing, you know, guess the baby's name. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, um, I, I was so like just checked out that, yeah, like I I just kept sitting there going like, man, they called this guy Ben too. Like, is this so uncreative? <laughs> They're just like, you know, just Ben. Let's call everybody <laughs> Ben. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, her mom is killed in the Amazon. Because she finds some sort of rare spider while researching spiders that can cure things. And the Amazon is full of spider people. Um, what? And, uh, the villain, Ezekiel, is this villain from Spider Man, where there's this run of Spider Man that I'm not the biggest fan of, but basically it's Spider Man wasn't chosen. Uh, he was part of a destiny of a bigger web of spider people and um, this Ezekiel guy knows who Peter Parker is because of it. But in this movie, Ezekiel is the most uncharismatic villain of all time. And I just, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, a hero is usually only as good as his villain. And he just seemed like this weird blend of Bruce Wayne with the Oracle and really cheesily written dialogue. Dude, I don't know. He runs to his sports car in bare feet. He's so cool. Oh, you're right. <laughs> so badass. He but also he also vocalizes every thought in its like completeness. <laughs> and he's able to tap into, you know, emergency services stuff and say, uh, you can stand down other units. This uh these runaway girls aren't who I'm looking for. And he's in New York city and he has to go to New Jersey. And I get that, you know, they're kind of close, but still want to take him like 50, 45 minutes to get there. Yep. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah. Apparently uh, when uh, girls go missing, that that information is 
immediately sent over to the, <laughs> the paper or newspaper printers who, you know, don't wait till the next morning to print their next edition. They do it within three to four hours. Uh, it's the extra edition. <laughs> but, you know, it, those were printed so, so and driven out to New Jersey 2000s. in three to four hours. <laughs> yeah, uh, they weren't driven. It's one of those little boys who's like, extra, extra, <laughs> three missing teens. <laughs> Might as well be. Yeah, but, but his his motivation is he receives visions from the future that um three, that these three, three random girls, yeah. Yeah, spider women will kill him. And that's all of the spider women we get throughout the whole movie. It is supposed the, to be like, more? Well, no, I mean like the the only look at them. If it's the longest origin story I've ever been a part of in a superhero movie. And I don't know. Um, cause, and all those, those girls were so poorly written and so dumb. Um, so anyways, <laughs> Ezekiel all of a sudden has an evil Spider-Man suit for some reason. That um, comes and goes at will. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if, uh, Cass- Cassandra is seeing it in her own mind or if it actually exists. <laughs> I'm so confused because he just, it disappears. Like you never see him actually like put it on. Yeah. But, you know, Brad, I totally glossed over that she has powers because when her mom was dying in childbirth in a mystical cave, um, a spider bit her. And so when she falls into the water, she's reborn with these psychic abilities because, you know, she died and then she's a total bitch about it. (laughs) Well, she didn't know that her mom made the sacrifice until she went to the cave. Did you think that I, I, when I'm watching it, I, I didn't understand Dakota Johnson's choices as an actress in it at all. Sometimes she's really goofy. Other times she's really mean. And, and then other times she looks incredibly bored to be in the movie. Yeah. So, I, I, I got the read of very confused about what are we doing here? I don't understand what my character is supposed to like be feeling right now. <laughs> Yeah, and then, you know, at the end when she's in, like, the Madam Web uh, chair and stuff, like, what are her sunglasses? What is this? That just looked like a, well, that's how they look in the comics, so they have to be like this to please the nerds. (laughs) It was so goofy looking. I didn't even know she broke her back. (laughs) Like, like, I know she got fireworks in the eyes, but I did not. Through the water. (laughs) Didn't realize she got paralyzed. Um, Yeah, so in the comics is, like, Madam Web, like, Marvel's answer to oracle and their birds of prey so it's tough because they're actually taking a later version of madam web and combining it with the old version the old version is an old lady that looks like aunt may who's blind and uses her powers to see and aid spider-man um and then it changes to the younger version which is what kind of she looks like in the movie and then i don't know man <laughs> um and you know me i love i'll try to find any love for anything spider-man but man this is a stretch and <laughs> and the end when they're in a a fireworks building that has pepsi cola everywhere i mean i don't know if pepsi paid to be in this film but it was pretty obvious of product placement throughout it <laughs> And every time a Pepsi product 
came on screen, I just kept on thinking of Kung Pao, where they're like, Taco Bell, Taco Bell, product placement, Taco Bell. That's oh. all I could think of when I saw Pepsi. <laughs> they needed some tie-in to offset the box office to get lost. They're going <laughs> to uh, <laughs> yeah, suffer guess. from it. So, But it's just so bad. And then, you know, the ending, I know I've really touched the plot because it's too nonsensical, but the ending when they're in the fireworks place, there's like a Looney Tunes ending. So you shoot a firework at a brick wall and it creates like a perfect circle for them to get out of. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And yeah, like and Ezekiel even... would get hit with them occasionally, like a cartoon. And <laughs> I felt like and... something he did earlier, like, like he like wastes all those, uh, cops in the subway, like pretty easily. Um, and almost invincibly, but yeah, like a, an M80 like hits him in the chest and he's like, <laughs> nearly destroyed like i don't know <laughs> and that too and that's what's so stupid too so um sandra or cassie is on the run because she takes these girls away but no one says anything about the guy who attacked all these cops and like threw them onto train tracks where they got ran over <laughs> what the fuck is going on and so cassie's solution is to take these girls and leave them in the woods outside of new york city and then drive away for three Leave hours. There. And, <laughs> yeah, read. and then these girls are like, uh, I need to get some fucking French toast. <laughs> so they go to a diner and then they start rip teasing on a table of basketball boys. Like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? <laughs> yeah, like they should have just gone straight to like the motel, like this whole like drop them off the woods, then go back to New York for three hours to read her, her mom's diary and then come back. Just seems like so extra. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and then uh, so you mentioned earlier that's the same scene where the guy is reading a newspaper and it's like, "Huh? <laughs> Let me call the police." <laughs> Many Christmas, yeah, yep. But uh, I will say uh, there was some cool, uh, like camera movements in it. Um, but that's about all I got. Also, she goes back to the diner after she like drives the car into it, like late at night while the girls are sleeping, and she gets like visions of Ezekiel. Yeah, getting to her to explain everything, and then it turns out it's all a dream. Like, so she can dream communicate with Ezekiel. <laughs> I have no idea. And then uh, the, the whole time I think she's going back, and so there's been this major crime that's happened at this diner, and there's just one piece of police tape across it. No yeah. other police presence. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, you know what? This one piece of yellow tape. That should take care of it. <laughs> they wrapped oh, that up like six hours ago and just like, nope, oh, nothing else to let's let's uh let's not put anyone here to watch over anything. Yeah. Yeah, and she went blind from the fireworks that somehow are able to penetrate like thirty feet into the water. <laughs> and then the girls who were there taught to do CPR. <laughs> work together as a team with CPR to bring Cassie back. Dude, so it all fucking comes back awesome. around. Yeah. And also, we never learn how the girls eventually get their powers because they're not powerful in the movie at all either. I know. That's what I mean. It's like, <laughs> it's so bizarre. Were they like, we'll just we'll explain that in the next movie. It, it's the it's setting up like these stony Marvel movies. Are setting up like the end of the DCEU 
<laughs> it's hey, there's Joe Maganella as Deathstroke. He'll never show up again. <laughs> yeah, there's so much like like from these films they're just hey, the nerds want to see this guy in a costume. So there it is. There we did it. Yeah, and what I've been say I I've said this 7 8 years ago when the with the DC movies, you have to earn the right for people to care about your characters. You can't just keep plopping them in the story. Because if you do that, then no one cares. And it's something that Sony and DC haven't learned yet. Now, with James Gunn taking over Superman and the whole universe, they might learn that lesson because he's really good at making you care about people you never knew about, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Suicide Squad. Yeah, the Suicide Squad, which is brilliant. So I have faith that he can do it, but if you don't make people earn it, then you don't care. No one wants to see Madam Web again. I don't want to see her in another movie. I don't care. And the same with these other women who I'm sure are fine actresses and are very nice young ladies. But if you don't give them anything to care about, you don't give them a villain that's compelling, then who cares? And then the movie just fades away and it'll just be a little like blip on, hey, do you know this was a movie at one time? Also, how long do spiders live for? Because the one he brought back from the Amazon <laughs> is still in his apartment 20 plus years later. I know. And that dude is 30 <laughs> years later and it didn't look like he aged at all. I'm like, wow. Good, good for a, Ezekiel. <laughs> they put a couple gray, gray streaks in his hair. Oh, you're right. Fuck. <laughs> that's that's the universal symbol for slightly older. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just. Yep. Yep. Very, very little. uh I mean, if, if your complaints are there's too much, like, ridiculous, bombastic action sequences in the movie, this is your movie because there's, like, one at the beginning and one at the end. <laughs> Everything yeah. else is just driving from place to place and then, like... Yelling at kids. Yeah, fantasize. But but she didn't want kids, and by the end of the movie, she did want her kids. Oh, see, I didn't even get that part. You're right. Oh, man. That, that was her arc. Yeah. Oh, man. So much growth. Yep. And I, I mean, I spent $13 on it because uh, my kid had school. I didn't have school on Monday. So I took him Sunday at, to the big show in Westminster. And yeah, I had to pay like $13 for his ticket. And I want my money back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's this. a, there's oh, a new, uh, there's a new Alamo season past tier they're trying out where uh all the upcharges are like uh removed so like hmm. obviously you pay more for the season pass but um you know it won't yeah like an extra fee if you go to the big show or something uh, i don't know if it'd be worth it Do you know how much it is uh again it's like i think it's tested in, like at one market but it, it was like 37 mm. so it's like twice as much but yeah, I don't know if that'd be worth it. Yeah, I've I'll like, have to see. I like the big show, but you know, I don't drive up to Westminster every time I want to see an Alamo movie. No, no. That really I went to the big show because it was at eleven o'clock in the morning and um it's an easy one to get I mean, I think the Alamo in Westminster is a beautiful theater. So Yeah. Um I don't mind going there. It's just it's not one I go out of my way to go to. Yeah. It's it's great, but it's it's just not convenient for me and Way down south here. This. 
is the big news story of the week. It's real news! Well, Brad, Disney is getting out of the physical media market. But you said they were going to reinvest in it. I know. Ah, but not so fast. (gasps) Sony Pictures is taking over the distribution of all Disney physical media besides the stuff that Kino Lorber did earlier last year where they're going to take it over as well. Um, So actually, I don't think this is a bad move. Um, I was reading on Digital Bits and they said the structure for Sony is so much better equipped for distributing uh, physical media than Disney is right now that it might help bring some of their, you know, titles from the vault that have kind of been neglected. And it's not just a Disney one. Remember, they have, you know, 20th Century Fox, Touchstone, Hollywood Pictures, all these little things that are all in their portfolio that I just think they just don't um, have the ability or the manpower to want to do it. So by giving it to a, basically licensing it to Sony who makes incredible Blu-rays with transfers and stuff, I, I don't think it's a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, I, I just started, you know, I started in on the 4k like Snow White and Cinderella. So I, I definitely want to see the rest of those come out. I know I'm waiting for my Pinocchio. Although I think, those classics should go straight to the Criterion, like Wally did. But uh, yeah, that'd be amazing. And I mean, if maybe that's something they're looking at too, um, because now you know if they just license the rights out to them, I, I, I'm on board. I mean, because I just don't want them to lose it. Because again, you know, in, in the article they say that they just invested so much money and they're losing so much money in streaming. They needed to find a way to get their movies out and create some sort of other uh, revenue generator. I got another and, revenue generator for them because they're so stubborn about licensing their films for a theatrical release. Yeah. Like they won't yeah. put it's even worse because now they have all the Fox titles. But yeah, all the like uh, repertory houses here that they want to show old Disney and Fox films and they like Disney won't play ball with them. So. Yep. And you have to, that's what I mean. There has to be a give and take. Could you imagine if the Esquire for one of their late night showings was Cinderella or something, you know, the 1950s Cinderella? Guarantee you that thing would sell out. Um, It's just, uh, it is fascinating. They're really protective of it, but, or something like Aliens or, you know, Predator, things like that from Fox you could put out in these screenings and stuff, I think would go over really well. Well, yeah, they used to, and now they don't because of that whole merger. So, yeah. So hopefully, when they got Sony on board, Sony can help them now. Because Sony is one of the few; it might be the only major studio that does not have a streaming service. Um, and I mean, Columbia's, which is a Sony thing, is a really famous movie studio with tons of movies. You know, like Ghostbusters and things. Well, yeah, so, I'm seeing all the ads for their this is their hundredth anniversary. So. Uh, yeah. They're they're pulling out the stops. Um, I, th- I think uh, Ghostbusters: Frozen Empire is their first one of the year. Yeah. So, and that movie looks cool, literally. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's the big news is uh, they licensed out, and that just broke like maybe an hour or so ago. That's great. Yeah. 
hopefully I'll finally get that. Uh, I already bought the 4K Super Mario Brothers from Australia, but uh, you know, maybe I'll get an American one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here is what we've been watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, what have you watched this week? Real quick, because I've been meaning to say it for like four weeks now and I keep forgetting. Uh, I tried to watch Bo's Afraid. <laughs> <laughs> it was like free on the library streaming service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I could not finish it. I was oh, so, I was so bored. Um, and it's like an hour before he leaves the apartment. It feels like so. Um, yeah, once he finally gets like run over and then taken to that like family farm or whatever, I just, I didn't care anymore. Uh, I have not seen it. I think the guy who directs it, um, what is Ari yeah, Aster, Aster? Yeah. Um, is really overrated and everyone loves Hereditary and Midsommar. And I think they're not that great of movies. So <laughs> I had no desire to see it. Yeah. I just, um, I was wary because it's like a three hour runtime. I was like, this mm-hmm. seems, seems indulgent, but yeah. Yeah. It's free to stream on, uh, the library thing. I was like, I'll give it a shot. And yeah, I, I was like, oh man, I cannot. I need to be in a theater <laughs> to focus on this because I just I'm the. It's not a really ringing endorsement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll give it a chance some other time, but yeah, I was just like, I can't believe like so many people love this movie. I'm just like, I don't get it. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah. So what I I really watched is uh, I finally saw for the first time The Graduate. Oh, old Dustin Hoffman film. Yeah, I made his career. I think. Uh, it did. That's a, a weirdly celebrated movie about a, a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen it in years, but yeah, it's definitely a classic. It has its own criterion. Um, the it did make me make me laugh because I didn't know from Wayne's World two when he uh, goes to stop the wedding. Uh, that that's from this movie. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's where that joke's from. This is hilarious. <laughs> Um, yeah, really kind of like gets interesting by the end, but man, my crowd was like laughing like it was, uh, you know, like bottoms or super bad or something. Like they're just <laughs> eating up every line. I was like, okay, oh, oh, it was all right. Did not connect with you. No, it's kind of like, yeah. I don't know. Simpler times. I guess this, <laughs> this was a more risque and, uh, subversive back then. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, they, he's cheating. She's cheating on her husband and he's facilitating it and they're having conversations and then he falls for the daughter and then socks the daughter um, like a creep. And then I don't know why they're into each other because they've only had like one date um, and then ruins the wedding and runs off together. Like, okay. Then it's like a long stretch of... And they play like the sounds of silence like three or four times throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's such a powerful song. <laughs> I did learn because the, uh, the Charities, they do like, uh, like bonus, like someone actually talks about the movie and everything. So yeah. apparently, uh, Simon Garfunkel were supposed to do the soundtrack and they like dropped the ball and only did like three songs. And, and, um, uh, you know, the, the Mrs. Robinson one, that's the most famous, but they were supposed to like do more of it and they just like didn't get it done. So that's why it's like the songs are repeated and everything. Huh. So, um, then I watched, uh, for the first time since the theater, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Mm. And uh, yeah, it was better than I remember it. Um, I, I I guess I 
got the jumping around of it more. But uh Yeah, it's always one of those movies that's really highly regarded that I've never really connected with. Yeah, like it's just yeah, like these two people who want to forget about each other and then find each other again anyway. Um Yeah. And meanwhile there's like a the lacuna science guy. I forgot David Cross was in it and he's building birdhouses. Oh, I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah. I literally watched it show up on my feed as an old Mr. Schultz skit where the, they bump into the old, where they bump into each other at the bar and he's like, Oh Mary, you chicken shit. <laughs> I'll marry your ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like just fucking married. Eh, That's a great skit. Yeah. <laughs> And then the last thing I watched uh, is, uh, for the first time, is a movie called Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, but I haven't seen <laughs> it. Wouldn't that come out in 1999? 1999, because Alamo's doing their you know, special decades thing going on. I have not so. seen it in 25 years. So I know Forrest Whitaker's in it, and that's about what I can tell you about it. Yeah, it, uh, he's he's a hired assassin who ends up just like going after and killing the mob. And... Uh, also in Jersey and uh, it's slow. And like when the tail card came up and said, Jim Jarmusch, I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I've like, I've seen two of his other movies. I'm like, they're, you know, they're different, but they're not like, Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, and this one's just like, it, it, like, uh, like, of course, Whitaker's like reading out of a samurai, like info book. And so there's like just a lot of philosophizing and, yeah, meanwhile he's like he's killing these uh mobsters and he'll like spin his gun when he like puts it back into his holster, like he like it's a samurai sword, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I there wasn't much there for me otherwise. It was really cool when he shoots through the sink and kills that guy. Yeah. Not, I can't even I don't remember the movie at all. I, I mean I remember the basic plot, like you said, but I can't remember the minutiae of it at all. Yeah, I yeah, it was pretty boring. What'd you watch? Um, so I I put up two weeks ago that I have over three hundred Blu-rays that I own that I haven't watched, and so that's all I've really been focusing on. Um, just having a random generator pick a number, and I put them all out of order, so there's like no um, cheating. You know what I mean? So, um. So the one I got this week is uh, The Missing Link, which is this uh, Lakia stop motion um, one with Hugh Jackman and Zach Galifianakis. And it's still a really cute movie. It's incredibly animated. Um, and I enjoyed that. Um, I watched for the first time X-Men Days of Future Past, the Rogue Cut. I don't even remember what was cut out of the theatrical one. Um, I did recognize the rogue scene though. So I think um, it was 17 minutes longer, but as I was watching it, it felt like maybe it was just an additional like length of scenes. Cause I couldn't remember specifically what was cut out. Still a really entertaining movie. Um, I think that Michael Fassbender's uh, meanest portrayal or darkest portrayal of Magneto. So it's fun. Um, so it has more rogue, right? Like that's the whole point. Uh, yeah, but she's only in it for like five minutes, maybe. Mm. Um, yeah, because I thought too she'd be like integral and not really. Um, 
I the one movie I never saw before that I watched was uh, The Life and Death of Colonel Blimp, which is a old English film that follows um this uh you think it'd be Colonel Blimp, but it's not. It's this uh Candy is his last name, and but it's a really good movie. It's really long. Um, it's like two hours and forty minutes. Um, but it's really good and it's uh, really well made. It's from 1943 and it's Technicolor, and the Criterion is beautiful. Um, my, I, I recommend it if you have two and a half hours to kill about with some British movie. Um, and the last one I watched was the 4K of Rambo: Last Blood, and I think I enjoyed it more this time because I, I got it on Black Friday like two years ago for four dollars. And I remember it was okay in the theaters. And when I watched it this time, I was prepared for it just to be like an hour of him looking for his uh, adopted niece. And then, you know, 30 minutes of him being Jason Voorhees killing people. <laughs> yeah. And so I was more in like tune with it, if that makes sense. Um, and I just had more fun with it. And I forgot that he ripped the dude's heart out at the end. <laughs> like, fuck yeah. <laughs> And it's still cool. I mean, Stallone's still pretty badass in it. Um, it's obviously not the best Rambo by a long shot, but it's still really fun. I had fun with it. Yeah, the only cool part is that ending. Yeah, the rest of it. But it's only like 85 minutes long, so it moves really fast. Um, so, yeah. And that's what I watched this week. I've knocked out 16 of them. Um, I haven't watched it yet, but my random generator today, I got the Karate Kid. 4k collection so that'll be fun nice and great yeah that's what i uh, watched this week um next week i think i'll be able to do the room which will be our film of the week finally Um, yes so stay tuned for that and we will see you at the movies Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.